Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. We hear advice like, Communication is the foundation of every relationship. And then no one, not anyone, helps us to learn tools to communicate. This is the equivalent of saying, fly. Um, if I could fly, don't you think I'd be flying all over the place everywhere all the time? Offering advice like that without tools to back it up is really empty or hollow advice. So in this episode, I will share two of my top 15 communication tools. These are tools that will help you as an individual or as a couple learn to explore different aspects of communication. If you're not in a romantic relationship right now, you can ask a friend or a parent or a child to practice these tools with you. One of the ways I see couples going sideways is that when they get into an argument and then one or both of them hit a kind of a barrier, they let their nervous systems take over. Fighters fight, fleers flee, and then they end up calling it a failure. When you work with these communication tools that I'm going to share with you, you can get into an argument or feel triggered, and it doesn't mean that you have failed. It means that you've found the limit, your current limit, around communication and capacity. Learning these tools to hold each other through arguments will help you to recognize this as a process, and then you'll support each other to get back on track. It really stretches your capacity to stay in conversations even after you've become triggered. So I know it can be a little bit tricky to know how to move ahead when an argument gets hot. Should you stop or should you keep going? The fundamental way to evolve and heal is understanding that when one of you gets triggered, the other partner's primary role then becomes, how can I help my partner feel loved, supported, and accepted? That becomes your only job in the conversation. When I say triggered, I'm talking about when a conversation or an argument causes in you or your partner this stress response of fight or flee. When an argument goes from just talking to freak out, most people can feel that stress reaction that I'm calling getting triggered. And threatened doesn't mean only physically threatened, of course. Someone being condescending or passive aggressive or even giving you the silent treatment is a threat that can cause our nervous system to signal the need to fight or flee. There are other stress responses. We know these are freeze and fawn and a few more sub responses, but those are really less common in heated arguments with romantic partners. I'm really gonna focus on fight or flee. When you get triggered, your brain is gonna say, protect yourself at all costs. And you'll have this overwhelming certainty 
that you need to say something or you need to leave or you need to lash out. When we can notice this response in ourselves, then we can take a moment to remind ourselves to take the keys back from the amygdala and make a conscious effort to communicate for connection. You can train yourself out of this reactive state. You can rely on some new tools to communicate in a way that is mature and can create this type of amazing relationship where both partners feel loved, safe, and accepted. I do like mirroring and validating. Those are so amazing, yes. And these are very commonly used practices by couples therapists and coaches. I personally like to play and add pleasure to practicing good communication. So here are two communication tools that you may not have tried but are so, so good. They work because they're exercises in togetherness and they work because they're used to get out in front of issues before the arguments are hot. If you make a practice of using these exercises when you don't need them, then you'll have them ingrained when you do need them. The first one is learning how to be with your partner's share without interrupting, fixing, or making them wrong. How many times have you started to share and felt completely shut down because your partner tells you what you could have done better or just interrupts all the time? This stinks and it makes us hesitate to even engage when it happens repeatedly. Do this exercise in a totally playful mood. Remember that this exercise is a learning process where you're going to practice intentionally exploring interrupting, fixing, and making someone wrong. So take it lightly. When my kids were young, I did this telephone etiquette training with them where they each got to do it really badly. So they would shout for the person to come to the phone and tell the caller that the person was on the toilet. And it was really fun for them to do it like over the top wrong and unapologetically rude. But then they also became very aware of how poor phone manners felt and why phone etiquette mattered. To start the first communication tool, decide who's going to begin sharing. If it's you who goes first, your partner will be the one experimenting with holding space. Sit facing one another, decide on the topic to share first. For example, something that's related to your day, how it's been, and you're gonna start talking and sharing about this. Speak with emotions and go deep into what you're feeling. Your partner will spend this first step periodically interrupting you by talking about themselves. Spend about one to two minutes doing this and then thank each other. Step two is to continue to share about your day while your partner now will periodically interrupt by trying to fix the problem for you. They're going to repeatedly come in with a solution or a suggestion for change. Again, do this for about a minute and then thank one another. The next step is to talk about your day and your partner will then interrupt you by interjecting and telling you how you are wrong in that situation. Remember to breathe and continue on and remember at all times that this is just an exercise. And after that's complete, you thank each other. And then in step four, you're gonna talk about your day again while your partner listens with the intention that they want to change you. As you talk about your day, your partner's gonna think about how they could transform you, how they could impart wisdom, they could make it better for you, or they could just be simply waiting, holding on to what they wanna say to you when you're done talking, and then thank each other. 
Step five will be continue sharing about your day and this time your partner will listen to you and will create a space for your deepest truth to emerge. Whatever feeling, story, or experience that may be, during this final share, your partner is listening to allow you to speak freely and truly. And so this listening skill will be your partner's only goal. And then you'll thank each other. After those steps, take a few minutes to share what you learned from this experience with you being the sharer and your partner being the interrupter, and then wrap up your conversation and then do the same process but switch roles and follow steps one through six again. The goal here is for you to have an experience of what it means to consciously show up and feel yourself as creating a unique kind of space for your partner. And after you both have gone through each steps, you've taken the turn one to be the sharer and one to be the listener, take some time to integrate and ask yourself, how may it help you as a couple to hold space for each other? What might improve or change in your relationship if you focused on this type of space holding? What might that bring out in each of you? The goal is to promote empathy, but more importantly, how can you show up in conversation so that your partner feels they can be truthful? totally and fully truthful. As a couple, you guys will still get to the point that you piss each other off and you fly off or you fly away, but acknowledge when you get to that point. Find it so that the next time you can stretch a little more. It's totally like physical exercise. You start and you work at it. You don't expect to deadlift 400 pounds the first time out. I don't really even know if 400 pounds <laughs> is a big deadlift goal, but you get my point. Every step in the direction of togetherness is working. On to the second communication tool. This tool is one that can save relationships of all kinds. Pick a topic for this exercise that you have been arguing about or one that has been like this long-standing issue in your relationship. It can be sleeping in different beds, going to bed at different times, money, having kids, whatever you want that is pretty hot and still active. And this will be a conversation. Decide who will start talking. Partner A speaks and then partner B will listen until it's their turn to speak. But before each of you speaks, you're going to pause and breathe for 10 seconds. Use a timer to keep the time. Partner A will start talking and talk as long as they feel like and with this awareness that you're having a conversation. So when partner A is done speaking, start the timer and then both of you will breathe deep and full into your bellies and remain totally silent for 10 seconds. I think it's pretty cool when the two of you can sync up your breathing for this 10 seconds. So you're doing the inhales together and the exhales together at the same pace. Not important, but it's kind of cool. Step two, it's now the other partner's turn to speak and to respond. And then when you're finished, set the timer for 10 seconds and both of you breathe deep and full into your bellies, remaining totally silent. Repeat these two steps over and over again, back and forth in conversation for about 10 to 15 minutes. And then look into each other's eyes and thank each other for doing this exercise. And now take turns to share what did you learn from this experience and from doing the process? And then discuss how can you implement this in your relationship in a way that could support both of you? 
For example, similar to a safe word when one or both of you feels activated, can one of you say 10 second breath as a way to sort of ask to shift into this pattern naturally for the rest of the conversation? Or can you simply make a promise to yourself to control your own breathing and maybe gesture to them that this is what you're doing to promote this feeling of being allies? This is the point of every communication exercise is we're naturally inclined to start warring with each other. And these tools and these exercises just remind us that we're allies. We are on the same team. When you're doing these exercises, try not to get defensive. Thank each other after every time you practice. Not getting defensive is super hard, of course, because your feelings are involved. But the more you can simply accept what the other person is sharing, the safer that they will feel to share. Nothing shuts people down more like doing these exercises and then getting the information shared thrown back at them at a later time. It's a surefire way of having them say, well, I'm not going to do that again. But if it's done in the spirit of allies, like of tenderness and team building, with this gentleness, you can create this pattern of belonging that is incomparable. Your relationship becomes a safe haven. I wish this for you. Act on one of these communication tools today and then send this podcast to your partner or someone that you feel would really benefit from these two tools. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.